Welcome back to another episode of Bias Check-In. Hi everyone, thank you so much for checking in. Susie, what are we checking in with? The results of the largest to date study on a four-day work week were recently published and they support the thesis that while time is money, it might not be the best performance measure. A reduced work schedule was a huge success among the 61 organizations who participated and echoes the results of similar studies done before across the U.S., U.K., Ireland, South Africa, and Brazil. So wait, when we say four-day week, are they working the same amount of hours though? Like four 10-hour days? No, an actual reduction in hours. Workers were offered the possibility to work 32-hour weeks. The organization could choose to work four eight-hour days or five shorter work days. And whichever way they did it, the majority of companies are not looking back to the 40-hour work week. Another effect was that absenteeism decreased, with the average company reducing the days lost from two per month per employee. 2.7 so reducing by more than a half and I'm sure it helps when you don't have to take time off to do other activities such as doctor appointments dentists or chores which include offices and businesses and need to be done within business hours people were also less likely to quit during trial even though it was conducted during the great resignation and it is not hard to imagine why So a big motivator for the great resignation was chasing the potential for a pay increase. And at the time of the end of the study, employees almost unanimously agreed that no amount of money could convince them to go back to a 40-hour week. And last but very far from least, over the course of that six-month trial, Revenue increased 1.4% on average for the companies, despite the fact that the economy was not exactly in a good place between June and December of 2022. For reference, a 20% reduction in hours requires a 25% increase in productivity to keep output steady. This is maybe the most counterintuitive piece of information because you would think the more input, time and energy we have from workers, the better the results and the performance, right? But we saw less hours and an increase in revenue. And also the clue of this Back to Basics episode. We've talked before about performance, whether it's in a PIP. So go back to episode 97 from October 2022. Giving a performance review to your children. For our MID Asshole episode uh, of September 22. It is a central concept of biopsychology and one of the main motivators of why people wanted to study work in the first place. So, you know, we like to start with our definitions. Performance measurement is a process for collecting, reporting information regarding the performance of an individual, group, organizations. It can involve looking at process or strategies in place as well as looking at those outcomes that, and see if they're in line with what was intended or if they should have been achieved. Since the days of Lillian Gilbert and motion studies, IO psychologists have refined and expanded upon performance management in the most diverse contexts and processes. Did you know we even came up with different types of performance measurements? 
starting from the most common and maybe the simplest to measure, we have objective measures of performance. Hard, quantitative numbers which either meet a quota or they don't. For some reason, anytime I heard about this in class, the examples are about car salesmen selling a certain number of cars in a month. Does that ring a bell, Susie? Yeah, definitely. I guess because you cannot sell half a car. Or a factory line worker who's building X amount of widgets every shift. In office-based, knowledge worker kind of roles, objective measures can look like meeting deadlines consistently or reaching team goals for response rate to clients, how quickly solutions are achieved, how many new lead we get from contact conversions. But often we will also use judgmental performance measures. Judgmental performance measures are evaluations made of the effectiveness of an individual's work based on non-quantitative observations. So in other words, often what your supervisor might note and bring to your quarterly or yearly reviews, even if you meet all the objective measures of performance, is there room for improvement on the interpersonal side? Or the opposite, you might not have met a measure but were there extenuating circumstances, which the numbers might not show. A shortcoming of judgmental performance measures is, well, literally in the name of the podcast, biases. So while it can provide us great contextual intelligence or a fuller picture, this should not be the only form of performance measure used. Another option is hands-on performance measurement. What we most commonly see this is in a work sample. We might see this more easily in employment selection processes with delivering a report or a presentation before your last round of interviews. Um, it could be the driver ed test, the in-car test that I somehow still have to pass or even schedule. But for some reason, the way I remember it is partially thanks to Grey's Anatomy and the early seasons practice lab scenes where Christina would do sutures on a banana or pick up beans from a paper cup with a laparoscopic arm to demonstrate that she could perform a complex procedure on the actual patient, but with much lower stakes. And now, spoiler alert, Meredith no longer works at Grace Sloan Memorial. But yes, Grace Anatomy does give us a good example of measuring performance And another example is walkthrough testing. Maybe not the most realistic, but memorable when they had their boards and had to recite the whole operation or diagnosis of a patient and all the possible scenarios. Walkthrough testing is a less dramatic version of this. The employee describes to an interviewer, supervisor, or team lead in detail how to complete a task, process, or job-related behavior answering questions as if they were actually performing those duties in the moment. And finally, and honestly, my least favorite, electronic performance monitoring, which is kind of exactly what it sounds like. It's monitoring work processes with electronic devices. On the positive side, it can be cost-effective, especially in bigger and bigger organizations. And it's in theory a form of objective measurement. It collects a lot of quantitative data you can pull out in a neat report. 
Another example of positive uses um, is the Google Talkometer, which is software that can track the time sharing on meetings, who speaks more, who controls the meeting more, and can give us precious data on the differences in speech patterns among variables such as gender, age, roles. On the other hand, and this is a common criticism, electronic monitoring has the potential to be a bit big brother ish and to fuel micromanagement. If you're a knowledge worker, you may have had software on your work computers that track mouse movements in the beginning of the pandemic quarantine or websites that you might visit and your employer thinks they're not an active use of your work time. In Europe, Amazon warehouses were suggesting monitoring bracelets, not unlike Fitbits, that would time employees' potty breaks, like the most advanced home arrest anklets could only dream of. At the end of the day, is one better than the other? Guess what? It depends. But what never hurts is incorporating a couple different types of performance measurements to get a fuller picture. One of the factors which will determine which type of performance measurement you end up using is also the case for which use you want to apply that data and information to. So all in all, if you want to convince us that you would actually prefer a five-day work week or you want to prove me wrong on the electronic monitoring system, let us know how you measure your performance in your organization, best cases, how does it apply to your industry. Slide into our DMs on Instagram, Facebook, or Twitter at Bias Check-In Podcast. Send us an email to info at biascheckin.com or leave us a voice note on anchor.fm. And with that, let's check in next week. See you in the next one.